So we are here with Coach Patrick Melton of America's High School, Frank Martinez of El Dorado High School, and Eric Frantz from Parkland High School. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Sir, thanks thank for having us. Appreciate you having us. Yep. Definitely. So let's get into this a little bit. Um, we wanted to do an, all, an outlook on the districts that you guys play in. And so, Coach Martinez, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, as you guys get ready for this season, what is your outlook on that district like? How do you think things are going to shake out throughout the district? It's a competitive district. Um, you know, all those teams are, are good teams that, you know, I've been fortunate to see in seven on seven uh, at my previous school and then also uh, here at El Dorado. And, you know, seeing those guys there, you know, live, seeing them on film, uh, there's a lot of talent and a lot of good coaching that's going on in our district. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm always going to put our guys at the top. Um, and I believe that if we do what we're supposed to, uh, especially with our challenging non-district, that we're going to have the opportunity to accomplish that goal. Um, Del Valle, they're well coached, a lot of tradition there. Um, they have good kids that are coming back up. Um, and so I would put them uh, next. Chapin has some good guys that are returning, especially their quarterback. Um, so they, they would be next. And then Bel Air, I mean, all four teams really, if they were in other districts, would be competing for you know, those playoff spots. And so each and every one bring a little something different to the table. And Coach Scoggin does a good job with those guys over at Bel Air. Um, and they would round out our district. Okay, good deal. Now, Coach Fronts, for you guys there, you guys are in a pretty deep district with yourself, Canyon Teal. Um, it always comes down to that game a lot of years on who wins that district. Um, how do you see the outlook for the district this year? Well, I think, you know, everybody, you know, brings a different challenge, um, you know, week in, week out. Uh, us and Canyon Teal, um, we traditionally have been one and two. Horizon has a bunch of good skill kids that, uh, you know, are, are going to be something to deal with. Uh, but then Isleta, you know, and, and, and also Hanks, um, you know, everybody brings their own challenge, you know. And um, like I said before, you know, we spend a lot of time, you know, worried about what we do and what we have and not so much about everybody else. You know, we're going we're gonna to focus on us and uh, we're going to play every week, you know. And um, we, have, we have a really tough schedule um, to help us prepare for district and, and a playoff run. Uh, so we're definitely excited uh, about the opportunities um, that we have. And uh, we're just kind of ready to go, get back to normal, get out there and play with some people in the stands and uh, make it a little bit better atmosphere for these young men to compete in. Definitely. Now, Coach Melton, they're the um, 6A. Deep again, um, between Eastwood, Eastlake, you guys, there's a lot of talent there. How do you guys see that district playing out? Well, over the years, I've made the comment that the difference between 10 and 0 and 2 and 8 could be one or two plays over the season in the district. There, there's a lot of good good teams in the district. There's a lot of well-coached teams in the district. And, and I really, I just think it boils down to which team can, is going to be able to jump in and get their kids to execute fundamentals on a week-in and week-out basis. And, you know, you always got to take the whole – injury situation into account so I mean an injury can end somebody's season or injury can spark a team to 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 start to come together a little bit more so um, as far as the district 
I think there's about six teams that are that are playoff caliber teams. And the guys that get in and, and, and execute the fundamentals the best, not make mistakes, don't get penalties, and play hard in those football is going to be those those playoff teams. And, and you know, fortunately for us, we, we feel like we're one of those teams that plays pretty mistake-free football and usually pretty hard-nosed. So, um, you know, a good outlook for the season, but I, I think it's going to be some fireworks in the district. It's going to be it's going to be some some big games and big matchups. Yeah, and, and across the board, there's like a handful of players returning that had an impact in a COVID-shortened season. Um, quarterbacks put up phenomenal numbers last year. Running backs that put up phenomenal numbers last year. And many of them are in you guys' districts and you've got to face them. How do you guys prepare for things like that? Do you just take care of what you have in front of you with your team, or is it a game-by-game -game scheming system that's done? No, I'll answer that first. Uh, you know, it, it's really about taking care of what we need to take care of initially. Like Coach Milton said, you know, you guys play mistake-free football. Uh, there's a lot of talent out there, and if you do make a mistake, they're going to take advantage of it. Uh, so, you know, the, our key goal is making sure that we don't lose games. Um, on our own is making sure that we take care of what we need to take care of and if it comes down to we're playing our best football and you know we put everything out there and that other team happens to you know win that game well by all means they did what they needed to do but we want to make sure that we do everything in our power to be mistake free because if we can do that we're gonna we're, we're gonna be successful but there's definitely a lot of challenges out there with especially in our district and the non-district play that we're gonna have okay i feel like uh you know we you take notice of, of guys that, that can change the, you know, the direction of the game and make sure that you don't let those guys beat you. Um, but again, you know, going back to the way we feel at Parkland High School is, you know, if we do take care of the stuff that we need to take care of and we do the things that we're capable of, um, we feel at the end of the day it should work out in our favor. You know, of course, um, there's good players all over town. Um, you know, there's guys, like I said, that you have to take notice of. Um, but. At the end of the day, I mean, you play mis mistake-free football, like Coach Melton said. And you take care of your business. You know the odds are that you'll, uh, you know, you'll come out on top. You know, so for sure. So we our approach to when we play against really good players, and and, and we've coached against some really really good players throughout the state. Is when you're everybody plays football the same. Football, football. that's the beauty about football is the fundamentals are the same whether I'm coaching at America's High School or coaching for the Dallas Cowboys. The fundamentals of football are the same. A player's ability gives them either a bigger or a smaller window to execute without making a mistake, um, with making a mistake and still being successful. So what I talk to our guys about is, you know, O-line-wise, we play against a lot of good D-lines. We, we play a lot of out-of-town teams. And I tell them, I say, you know, if you execute your, your technique, you take your step and your hand placement is exactly the way it's supposed to be and you feel pressure and, 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 and do what you're supposed to do, then it doesn't matter how good that guy is. But if as soon as you don't do what you're supposed to do, the more talent they have, the more you're going to be exploited. So, I mean, just like, I mean, these, other, these guys said it too. Like, you have to focus on you not making mistakes. And your ability as a player 
you know, or the, the ability of the player that you're the caliber of the player that you're playing against is going to dictate the amount of mistakes or, or discrepancies you can have within yourself and still be successful. So really, it, it really just boils down to execute the fundamentals perfect every time. Not, not sometimes, but every time. You know, I, I, I use, I use the, the, the analogies. I use a lot of analogies with our kids. And, you know, everybody be like, oh, it's okay when you make a mistake. It's not okay. It's not okay to make a mistake one time. And that's our approach to coaching football. When, when the surgeon makes a mistake on your mama, your mama going to die. Was that okay? When, when a firefighter makes a mistake, somebody on his team dies. When a SWAT member makes a mistake, somebody dies. So we just put that in their head. Don't make the mistake. Do it perfect every time. And that's how we have to practice. And, and kids, you know, they often get tired and bored of practice because it's boring because we do the same things over and over again. Because the more you do things, the, the more it's going to be ingrained in your head and become a habit and become unconscious with it. Good deal. So one final question, and we'll close this out. So we went through this COVID-shortened season last year, six games. Six. Everybody's got a full slate of games. Three. Well, yeah, six, <laughs> three. Some people play. It, it varied. It varied. So with a full slate of games, um, what do you guys is, how do you guys think that will impact college recruitment for student athletes here? Um, do you think that with that full slate of games, it's going to give them a broader body of work for college coaches to look at? Well, I mean, I, I feel like, I, I mean, a dog's a dog, you know. You got a dude that, that can play. They see that he can play, whether he plays, you know, three games or, or ten. Um, does it give them opportunity to, you know, to have better stats, you know, to do things like that? Yeah, but at um, the end of the day, you know, some coaches are looking for measurables. Some coaches are looking for, you know, they're, they're looking at their film and, and seeing what they're capable of. But, but I think if, if a kid can play, a kid can play. And I think it's our job as coaches to put them out there and, and get them in front of the coaches that need to see them. Um, we feel like we have a lot of kids that, that there's a place for them to play, um, but, but it takes a little hustle, you know, from them and us. We got to get them in the right place, get them, you know, in the right position, doing the right things um, that give them the opportunity to play in college. Definitely. With us, uh, you know, just the more opportunities that our kids get, the more exposure that they're going to have, both good and bad, uh, where, it, you know, it, it shows that you have to be consistent. It shows that that's what coaches are looking for, and they're going to be able to see all those little things, you know, because those things add up. Uh, so it definitely is a, a chance for our guys to also shine and show that consistency, that standard that they're setting. Uh, so I think it's a, a great thing for them. Uh, to see and then also you know with the competition that we're going to be playing uh, you know especially in our regular season uh, or our preseason I should say uh, we have a lot of great caliber teams that we're going to be going against that have a lot of high talent where they're going to be watching those games uh, you know seeing their kids and our kids are going to benefit from being able to uh, show their talents showcase their talents uh, pre-district and in our district so I think the uh, just the opportunity for exposure is going to be exponential, you know, just based off of having those opportunities. Uh, I kind of agree with both the coaches. Um, I, I, too, believe that a college coach can tell whether or not they think that kid can play within five minutes of seeing the kid. I, you, you can, I've, I've been 100% like 
We've, we've had a lot of D1 kids play for us, and I've called every one of them the minute they walked into the locker room as a freshman. You knew right away. So I, I, I agree with Coach France on that. They, they know if you can play. They don't need to see a whole bunch of film. But it is an opportunity to see a bigger catalog of what they have to offer. Um, you know, we're football players. We want to play football. So, so yes, the, the more opportunity, the better. But also, the, the guys are the guys. I mean, we only played three games last year. We signed nine kids. And that, that, that's, a, that's a large amount for El Paso, especially only playing three games. But those kids already had their body of work from, from past seasons, from camps, from you know, various other avenues of getting out to, to coaches. But it's not going to hurt the, ex, the, the, the regular season. But I, I mean, I don't know how much of it is going to help. It will help the young kids that all of us have planned for us, the sophomores. Everybody focuses on seniors. Seniors ain't getting recruited. Seniors, their, their recruitment is done. Juniors is about to be done. It's going to help those 15-year-old kids because that's what people are looking for. So what, what hurt our kids last year on a shortened season was those guys that were sophomores starting. They don't have a catalog for people to look at them to make that decision on whether or not they think they're a dog. So that, that's who's going to benefit from, from this, is our, our young kids that's getting to play. Good deal. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having us.